Broadcasting live from the Adarkar Wastes on the Plain of Dominaria, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron huh? and Kathleen. Ah! <laughs> oh, sorry. So, I mean, hello. Our, our great, Darkar. Great to be here. Thanks our for dark, having me. Our Darkar. Our Darkar. Our Darkar. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> is what we'll be discussing today. In fact, it's a Q&A episode. James asked for some of questions, some of your, asked you for some questions on Twitter. It's a great, our dark car. Great start to the show. Uh, and we're going to answer those questions, some of them anyway, today. Uh, but first, a reminder, of course, that this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your cardboard magic needs. Get yourself some Dominaria United uh, and, of course, this show and everything that we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Alternately, you can also give us super thanks on the YouTube channel if you are watching the YouTube channel and want to just chuck in a couple bucks. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention the Card Kingdom button. Uh, if you tell them that we sent you and ask nicely in the comments field, they'll give you a little button. And I don't know what it says right now because we just did a refresh. They should have more by now, but I don't know which one they say. I just had a thought for a button. I'll put it in Slack. Great. Please do. No previews for you. Yeah. Also, you want to talk about nicknames. Real oh, quick. yeah, right. Thank you, James. James is also here on tech. Yes, the nicknames uh, are open uh, for Dominaria United, and we've made that uh, the suggested changes to the website. I say we. Um, Stephen, your games be over, who built that website for us. Uh, we, the site is currently in submission mode meaning that you can go there and submit your nicknames. And then, in about a week or so, I guess, it's going to change to voting mode, where then you can go in and vote so that it's not just the earliest suggestions in there that get the most votes, which seemed like it was a thing that might have been happening from time to time. So hopefully this will be more egalitarian. Is that the right word? Everyone gets the same experience, even if they wake up late. Equitable. Yeah. That thing. So don't set your alarms, kids. You heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, the questions that James collated from Twitter. Our first is from Radio Shack Raider. What is your magic white whale, a.k.a. the one thing in magic you've always wanted but never gotten? Could be a card or a commander deck to work or an opponent to beat anything. Hmm. For a while, it was a, a legendary bear that was like mm. not mm. just a legendary bear, but like a legendary bear that was really good as a bear commander but then they but then they printed my queen uh ayula so now i don't know what now i don't know what to ask for i would love it if storm was fun to play against <laughs> instead of just being this thing that you stare at while your opponent's like go 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 i kill you but it's going to take 15 minutes <laughs> yeah because i love that being on the other side of that <laughs> it's great storm is awesome to play but it uh, sucks sour ass to play against, and I appreciate that, so I don't do it very often. I'll just see if I'll just wait here and see if you can go off. Because sometimes, sometimes they whiff. Yeah, sometimes you whiff. Yeah, it's bad beats. You hit all twelve lands in a row. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have a magic white whale. Like I, you know, try to take a very zen approach to magic. You know, what comes to me will come to me, and then I will take my inspiration from it. I don't know what I want to build around if I haven't seen it yet. I have no nothing in my mind. I guess actually that's a complete lie. I'd like a better Catmander for a Ooh, cat deck. Yeah. Mm. I'd like Aribo is great, but I feel that perhaps what he does is not quite I feel like he could I feel like there could be 
I guess that's Kit Kanto, though. But she's not a cat. She just makes cats. Or she has a cat. She's Mayhem, a cat. Mayhem Diva. It's hmm. Ginny Faye who makes cats. I need nothing. I'm Duh. perfectly satisfied with everything in life. We got we got to work on a magic set, on an unset. And that's that was... That was yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. Was yeah. to help write a magic card. It was my I, my my white whale was to my white whale was to work on a magic card and to have something that people could say that is a sign that Kathleen Devere worked on that magic card. And you know what? I have achieved it. Yeah, there's a couple from Infinity that are I think going to be very obvious to those of you in the know, but they haven't been spoiled yet, so yeah, we won't, so we we won't say I mean, I suppose my white whale as Magic the Gathering would be to hunt and kill Magic the Gathering, <laughs> but instead have it destroy me and everyone who trusts me. If Cameron's chest had been a cannon, he would have fired his heart upon Magic the Gathering. From hell's heart. <laughs> Uplifting. What's yeah, next? <laughs> great. Next question. Uh, from JJ Mickey Media asks, what makes a draft most enjoyable for you? Now, do you mean like a uh, the act, just a singular draft or a draft like, format? Maybe we can expand the question a little bit and just say like what makes draft attractive to us and what feels good about drafting? I really like it when a deck comes together. Yeah. When you feel like you have um, signaled correctly mm -hmm. and read signals correctly and things come to you and it just like, you, you after pack two, you're like, I could run this happily, mm -hmm. but pack three is just going to be gravy. Oh, and yeah. I know that all my opponents are also must be assembling decent decks as well because we're all in our lanes. We're all thriving. We're moisturized. <laughs> Um, that's I, one of the greatest things about draft. That's kind. Of, that was kind of my answer too. Is just mm -hmm. like you also feel so smart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very. Re it's a very rewarding feeling. Yes. I love that. The you, when you're gliding into pack three and you already have twenty solid playables. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that feeling when it's just like ah oh, yes, yeah. I like that. I like any any draft I do with friends is already great. I could do the worst draft format ever that they've ever made and if i'm hanging out with friends it'd be fine right like i would i would be having a, a blast so that you know there's there's that aspect of things but yeah you know getting to getting to draft like a fun format that's full of decks that are you know of various kinds that are all good and everyone's everyone's found their lane and putting together you know the best decks possible i don't want to be the only person building a good deck because that doesn't happen no mm -hmm. right Although I do ideally everyone's putting together good yeah. decks because then 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 it works well. I like figuring out the format too. Like I like the challenge of figuring out how the format works and stuff like that and identifying good cards before, mm. you know, you know, running things and being like, you know, this didn't get such a good review in limited resources, but I actually think it's pretty good, right? You know, I mean, cuz like, you know, all the first impressions are based off of my first the first impressions of the card and like you know no one's played with them yet mm -hmm. so you know getting in there and actually being like oh this this is a fun synergy and plus, like yeah, that also yeah, makes yeah. Me, anything that makes me feel smart mm -hmm. really yeah i like that but yeah i liked your comment that uh one person does not put together mm. a good deck in isolation in a mm -hmm. draft pod usually it's because everyone is getting getting what they need and mm -hmm. is getting strong together cuz yeah the yes yeah, strong together cuz the alternate is that everyone's fumbling and the, the all the signals are bad and then just like everyone's deck is bad and if you're playing in pod then it's like i guess that's like okay because at least everyone's on a similar power level but if you're playing like on arena or in leagues on mm -hmm. mitgo then it's just like well i have a terrible deck yeah. and seven other people do but i'm going to be playing against people who have good decks and that's going to go badly for me so mm. yeah next question 
From Freddy the Third Hand, do you ever find that having magic be such a big part of your job dampens your enthusiasm for it? If so, what brings it back? Yes. And uh, what brings it back? <laughs> what brings it back is actually playing with people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, magic, boo, the gathering, yay! Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, not even that, but like, you know, you go online and it's just wall to wall negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. No, I hate the discourse. Yeah. The discourse is terrible. Yeah. But actually playing the game uh, reminds me that it's fun. Mm hmm. Yeah, playing in person, doing an in-person draft. God, every time we have people out for the PPR and we just get to, like, play cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. So fun. Yeah. Such a good game. So yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, actually getting to play the cards. It, it, I have a similar experience when I'm raiding in an MMO. Mm. I find the experience of grinding up to get raid ready very tiresome. Mm. But actually playing the content with friends is really interesting and fun. Yeah. But I never remember that part. I always remember the part where getting ready to play sucks yeah the the um uh you know it's funny i think a big part of it is and i know that this is going to sound baffling as we sit here on our magic the gathering podcast that airs on our purely magic the gathering content youtube channel but i don't consider us magic the gathering content creators we create a lot of magic the gathering content but we do a lot of other stuff as well Mm -hmm. and i think that helps a lot (laughs) Uh, yeah full agree being a if if this was an office space that was exclusively dedicated to magic gathering Mm -hmm. uh i think i would have a much harder time with it Mm -hmm. but being able to come here and collaborate on just writing dumb jokes with my friends or sometimes quite clever jokes with my friends mm. uh, that is unrelated to any of that is constantly refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think that is a big, a big help that it's not that we do a lot of stuff outside of magic. That said, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, sometimes there is, you know, sometimes there is that aspect, but I agree that it, it is, it, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, you know, some days, not every day, some days you might be like, oh, okay, yeah, got to go play some magic. But then you start playing the magic and you're like, oh, wait, there's rules. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm always like, man, I wish I could be playing magic right now. Yeah. yeah. But, we we yeah. play a lot of magic on our own time. Like, we play a lot yeah. of arena. Yeah, right? That's like, it's my video game, my leisure video game. Mm-hmm. But the being able to, like, mentally touch grass, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. When, when the magic discourse gets you down is what brings me back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next question from Captain Ender. Magic has been doing a lot of premium products these days between secret layers and what have you. If wizards were to come to you and ask you to create a secret layer specifically for your MTG interests, what would be in it? Ooh. Um, so it's not necessarily like a universe is beyond kind of question, but a secret layer, but I guess it could be, but a secret layer for your, what What do you want out of magic? Um I am going to go ahead and steal a friend's secret lair. Mm. Uh, my friend Leah said that if she had been able to track down the author of the fungus tumbler post, holding a gun to <laughs> holding a gun to a mushroom, <laughs> tell me the name of God. You cannot kill you me in any way that matters. matters. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> if she had been able to track down the author of that post then a black green fungus themed secret lair. I love it. Around it. I love with it. With that as flavor text. Oh my God. That's amazing. Full credit to to Leah Miller at Cultural Geek Girl on Twitter. Oh, that's so good. Is is just oh, oh it makes that. me so happy. It's really good. 
Um, let me think. I have two answers. Please. Now, this is not my answer, but I saw it on the sub, on the MTG subreddit. Someone suggested a Discworld secret lair, and I was like, oh, that's so much better and less self-indulgent than my idea. I, I, more than a secret lair. Like the, the Doctor Who treatment where it's four commander decks or oh. uh, or like a set like Lord of the Rings. Oh. There's so much. Susan Stohela is an Orzhov commander. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. You could do so much with the Discworld. It'd be amazing. I love mm. Susan Stohela so much. Oh, yeah. My queen. Uh, anyhow, uh, she's Death's daughter, granddaughter. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. Granny Weatherwax. That'd be so good. The, the witches would definitely have their own deck. Vimes and the Watch. Mm-hmm. Oh I mean, yeah. Right, this, this, this these commander decks curate themselves. Yeah, Cohen the Barbarian and the Silver Horde. Oh. <laughs> There's so many all, possibilities. All artifacts. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, my self-indulgent one is I'd like to have a uh, sixth district of Ravnica with reskinned uh, locations and like actual cards and and mm. characters to be like locations and stuff like that. For the for anyone watching who's unfamiliar. Oh, I did a D a, a D and D campaign set in Ravnica once, and it was the longest thing I've ever written. It was great. And I honestly do think one of the best things I'd ever written, except episode six, which is like uh, <laughs> it's called wrote that one on my on vacation. It's called Bylaw and Order, and it is uh, on the it's uh, under the Dice Friends brand. Uh, the all the vods are on youtubecom slash run because we haven't moved all the old Dice Friends stuff to the tabletop channel, but. You should definitely, if you haven't watched Bylaw and Order, it's great. It's uh, Kathleen is is running the the game, and it's uh, Cameron and Ian and, and ben, ben and, and Surge are the players. And uh, there's ten episodes because mm-hmm. there's ten guilds. Yeah, get it. It's about sausages. Yeah, watch the sausage party. It's yeah. about. <laughs> it's about how the sausage is made. It's yeah. literally about how the sausage is <laughs> yeah. made in uh, Ravnica. I would love that. Yeah. Get get uh, what's his name? Bepis. <laughs> Bepis the the Loxodon. Bepis the Loxodon. Who's, what was the 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 name of the Simic dude? It's a very common name. Uh, Vogos. Vo, right, Vogos. Yeah. yeah. There's so many. There's like several. No, people he, was, he, he was the Golgari. He was the Golgari. Golgari guy. Sorry. Yeah. But there's like several people named Vogos. Yeah, you meet yeah. several Vogai along the way. <laughs> yeah. He's just this Vogai, you know. Uh, Douglas Adams' secret lair, by the way, would be good. Mm. Oh yeah. The heart of gold could be like the the. Um, the weather light. I assume these are just like sort of like, you know, like the Dracula thing where they reskinned cards and stuff like that. I mean, you already have Rurik Thar. He could be Zaphod, be- Zaphod Beetle Rocks, a <laughs> canonically two headed character. Mm-hmm. Oh. I would actually really like to see a, com- um, an, for Warhammer 40k, an Eldari themed secret lair around Eldrad Ulthren, mm. who is an Eldar. He is like the most proficient Eldar Farseer, but his thing is usually diverting attention away from his craft world of Ulthwi by getting other people to fight. Mm. And I think that would be an interesting dynamic in Commander Ooh. where you actually, you, you, you can probably take a hit, but why? Mm. Why would you ever want to? Yeah. I hope that the 40K, or sorry, the Warhammer 40,000 mm. Commander decks are popular enough that, that because uh, the it's the, the the ruinous powers and the Imperium and the Tyranids and the Necron, mm-hmm. right, are the four that they're releasing. I hope that those are successful enough that then they can go back and they can do you know the orcs and the Eldar and the yeah you know the other yeah. ones. I, I, I would I would love to see uh, an Eldrad themed secret lair with him where he has goad mm. nice. of some kind, like some ability to goad. Speaking of which, 
um, they did just put the uh, today, I believe, at time of recording, they put up the announcement saying where people are going to be able to find um, uh, reveals for cards in the Warhammer 40k Commander decks, uh, and we're listed on um, September 12th, and we are in fact doing the full deck reveal of the ruinous powers. Some of those cards will be will have been revealed through other outlets in the morning, but uh, myself and Ben and Cameron actually are going to have uh, we've we've recorded it already. We're going to sit down and do the full reveal of all, of all the cards in the deck. And uh, I learn a lot about Warhammer. I talk a lot about Warhammer, and it's probably all wrong now. But eh. I, I mean, I feel a lot of it is still right, yeah. and it does reflect a point of history in Warhammer. <laughs> exactly. When I was right. That was the best time. Yes. Yeah. I also liked when I was right. Um, let's move on to the next question. That was a great question. Thank you. Peyton Asian asks, with things like mill being keyworded and the use of stun counters in Dominaria, uh, in Dominaria United being a very elegant, in my opinion, what would you all like to see keyworded or made simpler? I think uh, the one that I found uh, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast was cannot be blocked by a creature of power two or less. Yeah. I think that might be a useful thing to keyword. Because there's the the enlisted, it's not, it, it, it has enlist. It's the yeah, something. It's an uncommon green. Something behemoth. Monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Linebreaker behemoth. Something like that. It's a yeah. four or five with enlist for three green green, I think. Yeah. And it has that ability. Honestly, I just want. For a weenie. Linebreaker Bayloth. There we go. Yeah. 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 Maybe Linebreaker Behemoth is a different card. But yeah, uh, protection from weenies. Yeah. yeah. Protection from chumps. Yeah, uh, no chumps. Yeah, just call it Chad. <laughs> I, I just want, just for the benefit of like space in the rules box, I really just want some codification of uh, when this creature enters the battlefield. Yeah. Every other card game has figured this out. Even magic spell slingers, <laughs> they call it debut. Oh, it just goes debut colon this thing, only because when this creature enters the battlefield is such a mouthful. Yeah, in pure purely in character limit on the rules box, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Wake and that something. Yeah, and remember the less the less stuff you have in the rules box, the more room you have for flavor text. Yeah, yeah. And that tells the story. That's what really matters. Yeah. Say people says, with a says three people who've written flavor text. We just want we want more flavor text. There's there's some cards we wrote flavor text for in Infinity that didn't get flavor text because there's too many rules. Yep. So you know, <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would be mine. It'd be the 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 ETB. But yeah, and the power two or less is a good one as well. I don't really have one. That's no, fine. You don't have to. No. But we do have another question if you want. Great. From Caleb Firedragon. For some reason, you are responsible for giving the Ravnica guilds their mechanics for the next Ravnica set. Ooh. You're not allowed to use mechanics any guild has already used, and you must use mechanics that already exist. What mechanics do you choose for each guild? Is it just get Storm? Yep. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? You asked us, we get to choose? Yeah, all right, yeah, cool. Why not? Um, hmm. I feel like... Selesnia honestly would be a great uh, candidate for enlist, like giving power. Yes, coming yeah, yeah, together, definitely contributing. And uh -huh. I actually quite like enlist as a mechanic, so I'd be happy to have it back. I think Azorius is the no fun allowed, allowed guild should That's... get some kind of protection mechanic. Mm. That uh, is maybe... ward. 
Yeah, uh, that's so unfun. Yeah, Word, Word is already like a deciduous mechanic, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of around. What about just yeah. like Thalia's text line? Everything, 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 or everything from the Azorius Guild is a little bit Thalia. <laughs> I'm a little bit Thalia. Yeah, just or or um, they. What was that thing that they did? It was like they only did this in like for a couple creatures in one core set. It was the like hexproof from. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, what if just Azorius can just put stun counters on and it's just called like reading, or it's got to be, re, you know, an existing thing, but just, just you're reading them the rules and it takes yeah, so like long paperwork. to work. Yeah, yeah, paperwork. And they're just like, oh, I give up for a turn. They're detained. Wait, detain is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah detain, detain is yeah. a thing. Detain was their one for return to wrap a couple of Right, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I could see stun counters doing it. Yeah. Um, stun counters are just such an elegant way of doing that kind of mechanic. Okay, who else do we have? Boros? Boros. Um, Trombompoline. <laughs> uh, Actually, you could do you could you could give Rakdos Bloodthirst because it's very similar to Spectacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Golgari or Madness maybe for Rakdos. Oh yeah, Madness works great for Rakdos. That could be fun. Yeah. It's gotta be something for Golgari. What other? I mean, I was when I was looking at this question last night, I was thinking like Delirium. Uh, mechanically fits for Golgari, but the name doesn't. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah. What about some kind of like regrowth ability or something like that? Which is, they've kind of done this before. Like, I feel like the Ravnica guilds have all been like, mm-hmm. their sort of color identities have been well explored. Yeah. Oh, give is it um, channel and okay. have it care about cards in your bin. Okay. Or yeah. spells uh, spells in your bin, like instants yeah. and sorceries. Yeah, right? yeah instead it, like, of storm. Channel. Yeah. Or I guess, well, because creatures can have channel. You gotta wait. You give it channel yeah, and figure, figure it out. out. Figure, figure it out a way that that works. We're ideas people. Yeah, figure we're it out. R&D. Channel. Yeah. Um, uh, and then who uh, haven't Simic? we done? Simic. Simic. Demir. Orzov. Orzov. I think that's it. Gruel. Gruel. Oh, give um, Simic uh, monstrous from Theros. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's like whoops! All our stuff got big. Yep. <laughs> um, it's very similar to adapt, but it's not. Or. Uh, fusion or the one from Unstable. Oh, where you fuse two oh, creatures yes. together? That's better. Yeah, yeah. Ho- yeah, yeah. host augment. Yeah, host yeah. augment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or Brizella, the that thing. Oh, the fuse cards, yeah, yeah. the giant cards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. Who could have that? Can we give that to one of the guilds? Oh, that would be Simic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Orzov Soul Shift. Yep. Oh, Soul Shift. Yes, that would be perfect. Um. That would work flavorfully too, since they let everyone out of the church. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe Demir should have channel. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a fairly well trod space for blue black, um, or uh, something that represents their sneaking. Like maybe if you could codify the Ophidian ability. Yeah. Or mm. like honestly, like I mean, I know it's like ninjutsu because I'm sneaking in, in yeah. undetected. Because, like, straight unblockable is fun. Oh, yeah. Right? I, yeah, I, I think Ninjutsu would be great. Boros could have, um, was it from Amonkhet, um, Exert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah. How, who haven't we covered? <laughs> I've been keeping. I think track. that's everybody now. Gruel? Gruel. Gruel. What is something like landfall or something like that? Like, because, like, they're oh. all about, like, yeah. destroying the thing and. Oh. You know what I mean? Um, Alliance, actually, from New Capenna, the creature fall, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would yeah. work well for for Gruel, and and even Alliance still works as a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. I think we did pretty well with that, actually. Yeah, 
Yeah. You can give us your own ideas in the comments. Next, from Jordan Carlson. How did Elder Dragon Social Club come about as being what it is? Great question. That is a Nelson Salahub joint, I believe. The yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. The So we, we wanted to do, for a while now, we've wanted to do some commander stuff. And uh, we really, we you know what? I'll admit, I resisted for a while because it was like, People were like, you should do edited commander videos. And we were like, no, that's Game Nights does that. But then everyone is doing it. And we do it in a different way than Game Nights. I love Game Nights. Been on it twice. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of Game Nights. But we do it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And we realized, you know, we could do that. We could do it in our own way that would be different. And that would be fine. And so eventually we were like, all right, let's actually actually do that. And then we uh, also talked to... Uh, Card Kingdom, there was a confluence of stuff that uh, they were like, we are looking for a new uh, <laughs> new Commander series. And we were like, guess what? We're looking to make one. <laughs> we Yeah, it, uh, the, the timing worked out impeccably for that. Yeah. And then, yeah, the name we were, we were throwing around. I wonder if the thread is still there. I don't think it is. We were throwing around a bunch of different names. And yeah, Nelson suggested Elder Dragon Social Club. And we were just like, that's great. Because not only is it like kind of funny and a nice reference to um Buena Vista Social Club. Buena Vista Social Club, the band. Um, but uh the it's the the that was that was what we were going for. That was mm-hmm. the vibe we were going mm-hmm. for with the show, is that it was just it was social and hanging out and it's just like we're just chilling, being friends and playing, you know, playing commander and it's not about it's not about the it's not about the deck brewing or the combos popping off. It's just about us hanging out and goofing around and being friends and playing magic cards, which is what we that that was what we saw as a niche that we could make a commander show that existed mm-hmm. uh, well in. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm I'm really pleased with it. Next episode, uh, we have our first guest. No spoilers, but excited about that. I mean, I spoiled it at the end of the PPR. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it's Foxy. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. From Jordan Carlson. What would you change? Oh, no, this is not actually from Jordan Carlson. This one's from Genomancer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you change about Commander if you could, practical or not? It's worth noting Genomancer is uh, on the <laughs> on the Commander Rules Committee. <laughs> uh, an objective way of rating the power of your deck. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah he did say practical or not. Yeah, practical and or so, not. Yeah. 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 In, the, in the realm of the impractical, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. No, no more miscommunication. Oh, I think this is an average deck. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I would like to have uh, commander decks that settle themselves because I have small hands and 100 cards is a lot. Oh, that. Yeah. Self shuffling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just that's the slowest part is like shuffling and sleeving up the deck. I yeah. used to have like an automatic card shuffler for the, like my grandma used for bridge. I don't think, but it, it doesn't work sleeves. with it doesn't work with sleeves. And yeah. boy, and the thing is, I have like makes I'm a heck sh- of a noise too. I'm sure you could design a robot to do it, but there's like no one who's gonna trust like a several hundred dollar card or more in in a robot. Yeah, it didn't bend the cards. It just sort of like fired them. It was like it did a automatic riffle shuffle. Yeah, you you put half the card on either side, and then it would like just fire them in it one only after takes another. One jammed gear to ruin a card. Yeah. But I mean, if it could be, if it could be made flawless, yeah. if, if yeah. we could get one that would work with sleeves, but I would definitely get one for the studio. <laughs> yeah, is there some kind of like um, magical gnome that you could pay? Yeah, that he would just show up and shuffle your cards for you with like very long fingers, I assume. 
a goblin of some sort. Mm-hmm. I think hob. I think redcaps have very long fingers. They're probably fine. They're probably not going to kill you and no. soak their hats in your blood. A lot of people have theorized ways to take the edge off being the player who gets to go last. Yeah. Uh, and I saw because it was because right now it's everyone goes and draws a card. And I saw a thing that was like the player who goes first doesn't get anything. And then the player who goes se- this is assuming four players. The player that goes second gets a free scry. Like they keep their seven, but also they scry. And then the next player scries like two or three or something. And then the fourth player draws a card. It's I saw some theories around this and it just seemed impractical. I don't want to draw an extra card if I'm fourth because if I don't have a one drop, then I'm just going to discard it. Well, you're no, no, playing no, not land. A, no, not an extra card. Oh, yeah, like but drawing, drawing on your first turn. Yeah, only the oh. only the player that goes fourth gets yeah. to draw. I drew two. And no, like, the, well, everyone else gets to one land. That's no good thought. That mm-hmm. that's me yeah. problem solving for a problem that's not there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was like, yeah, that sounds neat, and also really uh, just a pain in the ass <laughs> to yeah. like manage and figure out, and maybe it doesn't even actually solve the problem. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we've been of no help today. Thank you for your question, Gavin. <laughs> Appreciate it. Different Gavin for those keeping score at home. Mm. Next question. Ravager Math asks, what would you change about magic to lessen the division between the casual and competitive community? <laughs> wow. That's uh, a big question. I mean, I'm not sure that the division needs to be bridged. I think it needs to be clearly communicated and expectations around it set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've said in the past that some of the most enjoyable tabletop games I've played have been against extremely competitive players mm-hmm. with extremely competitive lists where that expectation was communicated beforehand and I went into it knowing what I was getting into mm-hmm. with somebody who was there to fight tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. Right? That was We had one player in my 40K community back home who just brought ass kicker lists and was like very explicit about what he was doing and his understanding of the rules and played hard and that was fine yeah that was totally fine you know what's gonna happen yeah like what i thought this was a friendly game yeah and he's like it is but i also am here to win a game Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah, and we have discussions like that when we're. Uh, I know that like we were talking about we did Friday Night Paper Fight Popper a couple weeks ago, right? And you guys were all discussing, you know, like Nelson was like, "So I know are these decks that we've bunged together, or are we playing meta?" Because like I have a like incredibly competitive list that I'm keen to bring, unless <laughs> other people have decks that are not like. Mm-hmm. in this sphere and then they had that discussion and and I think they ended up not going that direction but yeah I I agree with you I don't think you need to I the divide a, a divide is okay mm-hmm. I don't want casual and competitive players to be mad at one another yeah I want them to understand that they're they're separate and to have as Cam said have those discussions to make sure that it's clear yeah what side of that divide you're on yeah, like I have had negative experiences with in casual environments where a player has said, this is my casual deck because, and they didn't say this part, because this is a no longer meta competitive deck. Right. But it was a meta competitive deck like last year, mm. but it's not anymore. Therefore, it's a casual deck now. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Yeah, that was that, an unpleasant experience. Yeah, that doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I think we got there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next. Be by the bow. Be by the bow asks. It's like that, that pop star. Uh, asks, how do each of you approach collection management? They continue, I found myself much happier now that I've sold everything, save for what decks I truly use, and have a few sentimental cards I love. Uh, I need to go to YJ and pick up, I think, two more uh, three-row or four-row long boxes, uh -huh. and then put all of my unsorted cards into them, and then give them to Ben Wheeler and tell him to make them go away and to come back to me with a long box of Highlander staples. And some money. Yeah. And Presumably. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't look at this anymore. Yeah. That's our, our collection management is the I. Closet. Yeah. No, I, I have, I have a couple of the older secret lair boxes, the bigger ones. I have a couple that are just full of uh, what I call like a commander tinker board, hmm. which is just like various things that seem like they would probably be useful for some commander decks. Not that I brew very many of them. And then every six months to a year, we'll do a big sell order to Card Kingdom mm -hmm. and just be like, get rid of it. But like draft commons and uncommons and stuff. We It would be very easy for us to retain a great number of magic cards. And we do. And we do, but we try not to retain that many because otherwise we, the closet's only so big yeah 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 i think i would be happy with a long box of commander staples and a long box of highlander staples yeah um and just give up on the idea of playing constructed four of yeah see we formats we, yeah we don't none of the people speaking to you here play constructed four of formats like in we paper. don't play yeah in paper standard or modern yeah we play some a little bit on arena but like yeah, so that helps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like having to be like, oh shoot, I don't have four of this uncommon that I need for this deck. I got to go buy four of them, and then then they're useless later. And uh, mm -hmm. it's not not for me. But uh, I have a surprising amount of sealed product at home. That's good. That's that's not a magic collection. That's a college fund in Potentia. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Eh, maybe. Who knows? Well. Well, I do have a sealed booster box of Lorwyn, which at last at last time I checked was like creeping up on a grand, which is ridiculous. Considering right, we paid sixty dollars for it at a convention. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. We also bought a box of Ravnica that at that convention, and we opened it at that convention. Mm -hmm. And I wish we hadn't, but yeah. hey. Oh well, easy come, easy go. Yep. Next question from Fruan: What's your favorite Magic format from a video production perspective? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Not draft. Draft is a real video production headache. Yeah. Though we have a theory about it, but you'll I, see that at some point. I think sealed is interesting just because you get a lot of conversation around like, how do I assemble this pool? Mm -hmm. We can all see it, and I'm going to talk to you about it. But that isn't production that's... Well, it's part of it. It's part of it, but yeah. 
I mean, we started doing like the the little like filming everybody cracking their packs and then intercutting that to mm-hmm. show more yeah, of that. It's good storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sealed gives you a lot of opportunity for like really built-in storytelling, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I really like what we've done with Elder Dragon Social Club. Yeah, I was going to say Commander, say. honestly, is really good because you can really just cut down to the good stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's usually large, ridiculous things happening in Commander because it's a multiplayer format, so it's a little bit goofier and stuff like that, yeah. you know? And that doesn't happen in the same way as Standard because, you know, you've got less people and, you know, generally less ridiculous stuff happening. Yeah. I I think probably what the worst one would be, and I don't think we've done this, would be, is it is it called Rochester Draft? Is that the one where you're just like, here's all the cards, everything's face up, yeah. mm, mm-hmm. and then you pick you pick one, and then you pick one, and then you pick, but it's all, having the cards all out there and visible and known would just be such a pain. Mm. I know mm. Nelly was talking about Wasn't how they- Wasn't that the, uh, the format of the beta draft a couple of years ago at uh, uh, Las Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a, Nelly was saying they did a Rochester draft, or Jeremy was telling me about it. They did a Rochester draft- during the pandemic remotely and Nelson was hosting it. So it was all on Nelson's webcam, but it was difficult to do with a webcam. So everybody was just like, what's that card do? What's that card do? What's that card do? And the actual like draft portion of it took like four hours. Pandemic magic is my least favorite format. Shotgun Lotus. Yeah. Mm, There you go. All right. Last question. Last question. Jorbs asks, which of the four colors is strongest? Teal? It's got to be teal, right? Puce. (gasps) I didn't even think about puce. You're right. Oh, puce. Yeah, everyone forgets about puce. Yeah. Although I would say perhaps metapuce, i.e. ultraviolet. Ooh. Would be the strongest. Yeah. How do you factor chartreuse into these rankings? Oh, Oh, way below brown. Okay. Char- I don't like. I like. I, know I do that like brown. Wizards has been putting a lot of work into fixing puce and to like making it more competitive and you know, mm. you know, limited and stuff like that. So I really think it's really, you know, up. But I feel it's just chartreuse is just, you know, suffering from not understanding where it is in the uh, color square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not having a very strong identity. Yeah. Yeah. St- st- Struck it's got a, its own quadrant, but what's it really doing in there? Yeah, struck between indigo and uh, 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 banana. Yeah. I'm surprised they just put a straight up banana on there. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah, they just duct taped it to a wall. Yeah. But it's been popular. It's certainly thought provoking. <laughs> Makes you think. Apostrophe S. <laughs> if you want to order yourself some cards for your upcoming puce brown commander deck, um, check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Uh, let them know we sent you and ask for a button and uh, they should give you one if they have any. Uh, and of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, honestly, just being here and commenting is a big help too. But if you want to throw us a couple bucks on the YouTube, you can do that as well. Um, uh, reminder, check out lrr.cc slash nicknames for, to submit your Dominaria United nicknames. And we'll do that episode, uh, shortly. But for now, I've been Graham joined by Cameron huh? and Kathleen ah! and James is on tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye everybody. Bye.